Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member Abraham Goldar and today we're Zechus Yavamas Daf Nun Hey, the sixth pair of Kabbalah Bimto. So the three Daf's are going to focus on number one. After Gemara learns that the Isra of Akos Ishtov, one's wife's sister, applies to both the maternal or maternal sister and derives us from the Isra of Eshaz Ach, one brother's wife, it asks for the source of the Isra of Eshaz Ach applies to both the maternal and maternal brother. It brings a Bryce to the taught that the Pasuk Erbas Eshaz Achicha was the Erva of your brother's wife you shall not uncover, ben mina ab ben mina aim, applies whether one's husband is the paternal or maternal brother. The Bryce questions whether this is conclusive, since on one hand, the Isra of Eshaz Ach, a brother's wife, can be compared to the Isra of one's sister, which applies to both the paternal or maternal sister. Well, on the other hand, it could be compared to the Isra of one's father's brother's wife, which only applies to a paternal brother. The Bryce concludes that the Pasuk ends with the words, Ervas Achihihi. She is the erva of your brother to teach that one's brother's wife is forbidden whether her husband is a paternal or maternal brother. Pointing to the Gemara that since the Torah learns from one Pasuk that all arrayos receive karas, achos is the custom of karas lamali. Why is there a mention of karas by the prohibition of having relations with one's sister? And answers that it's needed for what Rabbi Yochanan said. Shim asum kum achas, achas achas. That if one committed all the erva transgressions during one elapse of awareness, he's chayv to bring a chathis for each transgression. The Gemara clarifies that according to Yitzhak, who learns that the reason Achosa was singled out is to teach Ladun Bakaras, but with Malkus, that one who has relations with an Issachars is punished with Kars and not with Malkus, he learns out to separate the Arayos so that each one is chayv a if performed in one lapse of awareness from Valisha Benidas Tumasa, and a woman in her Nidas state of Tuma shall not approach. Why did the Torah add a woman? To separate, make one chayvachatis for each forbidden woman. And point number three, Rabbi asks that since in basically all cases, hara, the initial stage of relations has the same status as the completion of the act, why did the Torah write the words shivchazera, cohabitation with seed, which refers to the completion of relations, in the three cases of a shivchazera, a designated maidservant, an ishaz ish, a married woman, and a sota? After explaining the reasons for the mention regarding a shivchacharufa and a married woman, the Gemara addresses the sota and brings a Bryce which taught that the reference to Shif Chazer is to exclude something from the laws of Sota. Rabbi said the Bryce is coming to exclude Shekinah Lader Chevarim, to exclude a case where one warned his wife against bodily contact with another man. Rashi says this refers to pressing oneself against a woman. This type of warning would not make her a Sota. The Bryce need to teach this, for one might have thought the Kbeda Tabal Talarachmana, that the Torah made the matter dependent on the husband's objection, and in this case, the husband objects to bodily contact. Therefore, the Torah teaches that a sota warning is only valid if it deals with adulterous behavior, which is at least the beginning of cohabitation. So once again, the three points are number one. After the Gemara learns that the Isra of Achos Ishto, one's wife's sister, applies to both the paternal or maternal sister, and derives this from the Isra of Eshaz Ach, one brother's wife, it asks for the source that the Isra of Eshaz Ach applies to both the maternal and maternal brother. It brings a Bryce to the taught that the Pasuk, Ervas Eshaz Achicha was the Erva, of your brother's wife you shall not uncover, Ben Mina Ab Ben Mina Aim, applies whether one's husband is the paternal or maternal brother. The Bryce questions whether this is conclusive, since on one hand, the Isra of Eshaz Ach, a brother's wife, can be compared to the Isra of one's sister, which applies to both the paternal or maternal sister. Well, on the other hand, it could be compared to the Isra of one's father's brother's wife, which only applies to a paternal brother. The Bryce concludes that the Pasuk ends with the words, Ervas Achihihi. She is the erva of your brother to teach that one's brother's wife is forbidden whether her husband is the paternal or maternal brother. Pointing to the Gemara that since the Torah learns from one Pasuk that all arayos receive karas, achos is the custom of karas lamali. Why is there a mention of karas 
by the prohibition of having relations with one's sister, and answers that it's needed for what Rabbi Yochanan said, that if one committed all the Arabic transgressions during one elapse of awareness, he's hired to bring a chattis for each transgression. The Gemara clarifies that according to Yitzhak, who learns that the reason Achosa was singled out is to teach Ladun Malkas, that one who has relations with an Issachars is punished with Kars and not with Malkas, he learns out to separate the Arayos so that each one is Chayvachatis if performed in one lapse of awareness from Valisha Benidas Tumasa, and a woman in her Nidas state of Tuma shall not approach. Why did the Torah add a woman, to separate and make one Chayvachatis for each forbidden woman? And point number three, Rabbi asks that since in basically all cases, Hara, the initial stage of relations, has the same status as the completion of the act, why did the Torah write the words Shifchazera, cohabitation with seed, which refers to the completion of relations, in the three cases of Hashifchazera, a designated maidservant, and Eshazish, a married woman, and a sota? After explaining the reasons for the mention regarding a Shifchazera and a married woman, the Gemara addresses the sota and brings a Bryce which taught that the reference to Shif Chazer is to exclude something from the laws of Sota. Rabbi said the Bryce is coming to exclude Shekinah Lader Chevarim, to exclude a case where one warned his wife against bodily contact with another man. Rashi says this refers to pressing oneself against a woman. This type of warning would not make her a Sota. The Bryce said need to teach this, for one might have thought the Kbeda Tabal Talarachmana, that the Torah made the matter dependent on the husband's objection, and in this case, the husband objects to bodily contact. Therefore, the Torah teaches that a sota warning is only valid if it deals with adulterous behavior, which is at least the beginning of cohabitation. All right, so now we go to our Simber Daf Nun Hey, and this sim was actually suggested to us by three Zichru members when we had the Choose the Simon contest back in Masechus Brachas. So this one was suggested by Mordechai Kornbluth of Boston, Naftali Golombek of Brooklyn, and Noach Rubin of London. And the simon is a speed limit sign of 55, which was the national speed limit here in the United States, 55 miles per hour. So the simon is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers who worked at the speed limit sign factory were commissioned to make a slow down, achoso as in a Sakara sign, after they had to throw the warning against bodily contact sign for a sota into the garbage because they were told it wasn't effective. Once again, it's emotion. The group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers who worked at the speed limit sign factory speed limit sign, that must be more enough. Nun hey. The group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers who worked at the speed limit sign factory, which reminds of the source of the Isra of Eshazach applies to both the paternal and maternal brothers, is the Pasuk of Ervas Eshazachichalos, the Erva of your brother's wife, you shall not uncover, which ends with the words Ervasachichahi. She is the Erva of your brother to teach that one's brother's wife is forbidden whether her husband is maternal or maternal brother. So, the group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers, who worked at the speed limit sign factory, were commissioned to make a slowdown, a choso is in a sakar sign, which reminds us. The Gemara said, since the Torah learns from one Pasuk that all Arias receive karas, why is there a mention of karas by the prohibition of having relations with one's sister? And answers that it's needed for what Rabbi Yochanan said, that if one committed all the Arab transgressions during one lapse of awareness, he's hired to bring a chattis for each transgression. So, the group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers, who worked at the speed limit sign factory, were commissioned to make a slow down, alchoso is in a Sakara sign, after they had to throw the warning against bodily contact sign for a sota into the garbage, because they were told, it wasn't effective. Which reminds us, Rabbi said that the Pasuk mentioned Shif Chazer by Sota to exclude Shekinah Lader Chevarim, 
where one warned his wife against bodily contact with another man. Rashi says this refers to pressing oneself against a woman. This type of warning would not make her so. The Brisa need to teach us, for one might have thought, that the Torah made the matter dependent on the husband's objection. And in this case, the husband objects to bodily contact. Therefore, the Torah teaches that a Sota warning is only valid if it deals with adulterous behavior, which is at least the beginning of having relations. So once again, the group of wives of one's paternal and maternal brothers who worked at the speed limit sign factory were commissioned to make a slow down Akoso is in a Sakaris sign after they had to throw the warning against bodily contact sign for a Sota into the garbage because they were told it wasn't effective. All right, now it's time for Formula Bachazara. Dafnunov. So the symbol Dafnunov is a gnawing beaver. A gnawing beaver. So here goes. When the Yavim was crossing a beaver dam, beaver dam, that must be around Dafnun Aleph. Beaver. Based on gnawing beaver. When the Yavim was crossing a beaver dam where Mimer was effective on one side and again on the other, which reminds us, Abai challenges Rubber's reason for Mangamil's position of ain't get or get, He holds that it is punished for Mangamil, that a get is doche even to some extent. And the mimer is kona yavamik to some extent. But a get after a mimer, or a mimer after a get, is effective. Rashi explains that when mimer is performed first, the yavama is partially married to the yavam, leaving the zika partially intact. Therefore, a get given second has some effect. When a get is given first, it affects a partial rejection, leaving the zika partially intact for a subsequent mimer to take effect. So, when the yavam who is crossing a beaver dam, where mimer was effective on one side, and a get on the other... Overheard his brothers insist they each had a right to do mimer and give a get, which reminds Abai said that the reason the rabbin hold that yesh get archer get the yesh mimer archer mimer is that the rabbin enacted a get and mimer with each and every yavama, which explains that one cannot say that the first get affects rejection to the full extent possible for all the widows from all the brothers. Rather, it only affects rejection of the widow who received from the yavam that gave it. It still leaves open the possibility of this yavam giving a get to another yavama or for the other brothers to give a get even to this Yavama. The same applies regarding Mimer. So, when the Yavam was crossing a beaver dam where Mimer was effective on one side, and a get on the other, overheard his brothers insist they each had a right to do Mimer, and give a get, he sent a beaver with a message to tell a brother did Mimer with two Yavamas, that he better do Chalitza with the first, lest he do Yibum with the second. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brights of one did Mimer with one Yavama, and did Mimer with another one. Ram Gamliel says that he gives a get to the first Yavama and does Chalitza with her and is forbidden to her relatives but is permitted to the relatives of the second one. The reason why Ram Gamliel requires the first one to receive a Chalitza even though the second Mimer is not effective and seemingly he should be able to do Yibum with the first one is that it's a Gezer lest he come to perform Yibum with the second one instead. Since the first one is considered his wife, mid the Rabbanan, he will be transgressing on a rabbinic level the Isra building two houses. Dafnun base. So the similar Dafnun base is a Nubi to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. When the Nubi to Yiddishkeit, Nubi to Yiddishkeit, that must be more on Dafnun base. When the Nubi to Yiddishkeit witnessed a Yavim getting whipped for not doing Mimer before Yibum, which reminds us, a Yavim gets Makas Mardus if he had relations with the Yavama without doing Mimer first, and that Rav would give Makas Mardus to one who's Makadish Bebiah, one who's Makadish a woman through relations, Manda Makadish Beshukka, one who's Makadish a woman in the marketplace, which Rush explains means even if he does with money, or a star, since this is lowly and licentious, and one who is Makadish a woman without a prior agreement to enter into marriage, which is permissive behavior. So, when the newbie to Yiddishkeit witnessed the Yavim getting whipped 
for not doing Maimur before Yibum. Well, Basin showed the Yavim an example of the Shtar Ksuba Yavamin that he should have written, which reminds us we learned how Maimur is done with Kesev or Shava Kesev and what the text is for Shtar Ksuba's Yavamin. So when the newbie to Yiddish guy witnessed the Yavim getting whipped for not doing Maimur before Yibum, while well, Basin showed the Yavim an example of the Shtar Ksuba Yavamin that he should have written, he was relieved to learn that for being Makadosh Yavama that he had already done a Chalitza with, he would only have to give her. I get, which reminds us, we have Malkokas in a case of Akolitz of Bimto v'chaz v'kidsha, regarding one who does chalitza to his Yavama, and then returns it, and it's Makadosh. Revi says, in Kitshu Ishus, if he was Makadosh for marriage in general, she needs to get from him, but Lushum Yabmus. If he did it for the sake of a Yibam related marriage, she does not require a get, but the Chamu say that in both cases she requires a get. The Gemara brings a bias explanation of the Malkokas. Daf Nun Gimel, so the similar Daf Nun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. The flamboyant Yavim who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince. Nigerian prince? That must be wrong enough. Nun Gimel. The flamboyant Yavim who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to Makadosh Chalutza was Zika's Yavamin. Which reminds us, Rav gives a different explanation for the Malchus being Rav in the Chachami regarding Chalutza Vimto V'chaz V'kidsha, one who does Chalitza to his Yavama and then returns and is Makadosh, saying that everyone agrees that if he was Makadosh with Maimra of Yavamin, it's effective. They disagree if they said he's Gajli B'Zika's Yavamin. You're Makadosh to me with the Zika of Yavamin. Rabbi holds Yesh Zika that there is a strong Zika bond between the Yavam and the Yavama, and one once Chalitza is done, it's Paka the Zika, so that being Makadosh with Zika's Yavamin is no longer effective. But the Rabban hold Ain Zika. There is no significant Zika bond. Therefore, just as if he had told it before Chalitza that he was Makadosh with Zika's Yavamin, it would be effective, even though mentioning Zika is irrelevant, so too after Chalitza it's effective. It's as if he was saying he was Makadosh with a Mimer. So, the flamboyant Yavim who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to be Makadosh his Chalutza was Zika's Yavamin, which he had purchased with the money she gave him to fulfill the Tanai in the Chalitza, which reminds us, Ravashi provides a fourth explanation of the Makhlokas saying, They disagree whether one can make a Tanai regarding Chalitza. Rashi brings the example of one who said he did the Chalitza on condition that the Yavam would give him to an Azuz later. According to Rebbe, ain't Tanai Chalitza. One cannot make a Tanai with a Chalitza, and if she does not give him the money, the Chalitza is still effective and is Paka the Zika. Therefore, if he's Makadusha with the Zika of Yavamim, the Kedushin is not effective. The Rabban hold Yesh Tanai Chalitza. One can make a Tanai with a Chalitza, and if she does not give him the money, the Chalitza does not work, and there's still a Zika. Therefore, he can be Makadusha with the Zika of Yavamim. So, the flamboyant Yavam who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to Makadusha was Zika's Yavamin, which he had purchased with the money she gave him to fulfill the Tanai in the Chalitza, wondered if he should have just done Yibum instead, which can even be done without any Kavana. Which reminds the opening mission of the sixth barrack states, Habal Yabim to one who has relations with his Yavama. Bemba Shogeg, Bemba Mezi, Bemba Onis, Bemba Ratzon Alfiel, Hushogeg, Behimazida, and so on. Kanavalachilok, Bembilabia. He has acquired the Yavama as his wife. And the Torah does not distinguish between one form of intimacy and another form of intimacy. And the law is the same for one who has relations with any of the rights of the Torah or those disqualified for marriage, such as an Almana to a Kongado. Daphnindal. So the similar Daphnindal is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef. So here goes. The dozing pasta chef, Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles, noodles, pasta chef, that must be more enough, Nindalit. 
the dozing pastor-chef Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard, which reminds us, Rabbi Yudah said, Yashin will kind of a Yavimto, if the Yavam had relations. While he was sleeping, he is not known as Yavam, as his wife. But the Pasuk states, Yavam Yavo Aleha, her Yavam shall come upon her, which implies that the Mechavim Lalashem Bia, until he is Kavana for the sake of having relations with her. The Gemara clarifies that if he were dozing, he is known as Yavam. Ravashi defines dozing as he's asleep, but not fully asleep, he's awake, but not fully awake. So that the people call him, he responds, but he's not awake enough that he could give a response that requires Svorah. But when reminded of something, he remembers. So the dozing passage of Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard, and answer affirmatively that the sources of Hara in the Torah is based on a hekash of the Arayos to Anida, was totally incapable of explaining that Nida in the Pasuk of Eshazach teaches that an Eshazach is an Issacharis during the lifetime of the husband. Which reminds us that Nita mentioned the Pesach of Eshazach teaches that Eshazach is an Eshazach during a husband's lifetime after divorce, just as Anita is permitted at a later time, yet is subject to Karis at the time of Isser. So to a brother's wife, even though she's permitted at a later time, if her husband dies childless, she is nevertheless subject to an Eshazach during a husband's lifetime. Alright, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.